This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to the Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. This is an audio letter. This is Tom Jacobs. This is the Soul's Journey radio show. I am an evolutionary astrologer, energy worker, and channel located in Tucson, Arizona, USA, Earth. And uh, right now I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia. I did a metaphysical expo up here called Body, Souls, and Spirit Expo. And I did a channeling event. I'm staying around to do readings and energy work sessions for a few days. And uh, recording this audio letter. I, I love recording for my my girlfriend what I call audio letters they're sometimes updates if we don't like when I'm traveling or we're not in the same place if we don't have a chance to talk because of schedules or something I'll explain to her updates what's going on what's going on and sometimes I'll just kind of riff on observations and sometimes it turns into a little stand-up routine I don't know if that's going to happen today but I'm going to do a recap of a you know, it's not going to happen because I, I I say things in those audio letters to her that are completely inappropriate <laughs> to uh, share publicly. So, but today I'm going to do a little uh, my a little redux of my experience, a little recap my experience in Vancouver, BC, talking about a little bit of uh, some locational astrology stuff because I've certainly gotten a deeper version of an education here my Neptune IC line. I'll explain what that means in a, in a minute. This line runs from here, for me, specifically for me, through Seattle, Portland, and San Francisco. And these are places uh, to which I'm drawn, which I'll explain a little bit to in a little bit. But here, different than visits to those other cities, I've kind of gotten some insights that are a little deeper. So I'm going to talk about the experience of being on an IC line and what that means, what it doesn't mean. First, for some announcements, this uh, Sunday, November 2nd, if you're in Tucson, Arizona, USA, Earth, solar system galaxy, uh, I'm doing a heart-opening grounding workshop at Caritas Healing Center. You can see my, my blog at tdjacobs.com for all the info on that. It's 2.30 to 5 p.m. There's a sliding scale. Opening it up for everybody to come in. And uh, I love doing this a, a two and a half hour heart opening workshop. By the time you leave, you will be genuinely happy and you will have tools in your possession to recreate it at will. <laughs> so it's a it's a really joyful it's a really joyful kind of workshop. So as I go here, by the way, I'm actually biking 
the seawall path. And so the signs it says seaway, but people call it seawall. So I'm biking around all of this water and there are a bunch of people from all over the world taking photographs of each other and themselves in front of the backdrop. Vehicles going by and somehow my shoe in the little toe basket on the bike squeaking so it sounds sometimes like I have, um, like right there, I don't know if you can hear that, dolphins with me and it's my shoe. Anyway, and the other thing is the bike's uh, brakes squeak. <laughs> so anyway. You might have, I don't know if, the, I think this is a noise-canceling mic, but uh, just in case you hear squeaking and shrieking and banshee noises and dolphins and all kinds of different earth languages, that's what's going on. I think well when I'm driving, when I'm walking and riding, and I wanted to come down here and do this entire, uh, entire loop around this, uh, this part of Vancouver. So the other announcement is that right before I came up here, I came up here on October 23rd, and I, through the 1st of October through the 22nd, I did daily energy work channeling calls. This MP3 set is available, and if you get it and you listen to these MP3s daily, you will change your life. Grounding, energy clearing, energy work from Ascended Master Jehudi and Archangel Metatron. This is serious business. And if you don't have a daily practice and you're wondering how to get over that issue or forgive this person or stop regretting your choices or whatever it is that you need to evolve and move through, what is really needed, not another book, <laughs> frankly, not another self-help technique that you read in a book or in maybe even not another reading right now. But start with this set of MP3s to actually get to the bottom of whatever it is. You need an upgrade of the vibration that you are aligned with, that you're generating and emanating. So that's what the 22 set MP3 is all about. I'm uh, really excited about this. I did it every day in uh, uh, every day in August. You would have heard about. Ooh, squeakies. And uh, now we're walking, pedestrian zone. Um, and then it was so successful and I asked Metatron how I could reach more people doing it and he said to offer the mp3s as well so in October people could call in for the daily calls and or get all the mp3s so that set is available at tdjacobs.com on the right hand side of the page you'll see October daily calls 2014 and uh, you can click on that, and uh, as soon as I see it, I will the payment or the receipt, I will give you access to those MP3s, the 22 MP3s. What I recommend is putting them on, putting them in your music player, putting them on shuffle, and letting a random one come up every day. So those are my those are my announcements. It looks like I can get back on the bike up here. Okay. Yeah, so I did a little recap of the Vancouver experience. <laughs> um, I knew this was my Neptune IC line. I knew it. You know, of course, I've been working with locational astrology for quite a long time. And was actually in September, I was in Portland, Oregon. So I was on that line. And my experience, well, actually, let me go through, let me go through the four cities on that line, the different experiences now that, you know, now that I understand and have some contrasting experiences. In, uh, when I lived in Los Angeles, I went to San Francisco a number of times, 
like every couple weeks for several months because I was uh, hanging out with some people and I really enjoyed being up there and I thought I might want to move there. Didn't understand why I was guided to move to Los Angeles and if I were to be in California in a city, I would, at that point, I would have wanted to be in the Bay Area. So anyway, now I understand why LA, but at the time I didn't. So I went up there quite often and I got lost constantly. <laughs> and that was 2004-ish, uh, 2005. And I, at the time, started learning about locational astrology and saw Neptune IC. And I said, yeah, that, that makes sense because there's this call to go inward and your linear logical mind won't work as well when you have a Neptune line activated. In astrophotography, they call it a power line, but I just call it a major line, which means uh, when your chart's relocated, however many degrees it's rotated reflects or how far away in degrees on the Earth from where, you, from where you are now versus where you were born, if that makes sense. Because it's a Neptune line, I sometimes have some issues explaining things, but hopefully that'll make sense. Essentially, if on the globe you are 20 degrees west of where you were born, you rotate your chart 20 degrees. Everything stays the same. All the, everything else stays the same, but, but the angles, the degrees of the angles and the angle signs can change, and also uh, aspects to the angles, and that's everything in uh, what I call locational astrology or astrocartography. I had this experience of getting lost constantly, and it was uh, frustrating to say the least. Now, when I was in Seattle, I didn't have that problem, not even for a moment, <laughs> not even for one little moment. Um, in Portland, I never had that problem either. So in Portland, what I found is this, this feeling of the earth telling me I was welcome, another kind of Neptunian thing relating to the earth or connecting with nature. So that was the experience I had in Portland. Um, in Seattle, I had kind of a peaceful, quiet experience, which I kind of did in, in, in San Francisco as well, but when I would go there, it would be really social, admittedly. And now here in Vancouver, I'm definitely getting lost and having an inability to uh, sort through things. And actually last night at the, the small group channeling event uh, that I did, I took a bus to the SkyTrain, um, which is an above ground, uh, above way, not a subway, but anyway, a train. And I, and I, and I took there and then I walked and my, my phone's map wouldn't work. It kept putting the blue dot on the you are here on the map in a different place every minute or two, but it was incorrect each time. And then something was mislabeled. And anyway, so I was wandering around for 20 minutes before I found the place I was going to, which was about a three minute walk for probably longer. Probably I was there for about a half an hour wandering around uh, in the rain, in the dark, with the phone not working. So it was, I got that frustrated feeling that I had in San Francisco all the time, though the lot being lost in San Francisco, it was in a car on the highway, trying, to, trying, to, trying not to get lost. Yeah, so a little, you know, on the outward view, it's a, it can be confusing and a little disorienting. What you're supposed to do is check in on the inside. You're supposed to, with a Neptune IC line, any IC line, you're supposed to check in on the inside. With Neptune, you're supposed to feel into what is true 
and find this inner compass that points to, you know, capital T True North, so to speak, and orient yourself that way. It's easy for me, just like anybody else, to forget that because I am still a person. Uh, <laughs> so I was a little frustrated last night before the channeling event, but on the other hand, channeling, which is also a Neptune idea, in someone's home, which is actually my preferred way of doing it, doing small groups in people's homes, uh, it worked out really, uh, really, really well. The channel was wide open. Able, I was able to be heart open and get everyone else to relax and get into the space to uh, be affected by the energy of Jehudi and bringing through answers to their questions about family and personal relationships and how to clean them up right now and whatever they need. That's what the theme of the event was. Yet when you think about an astrocartography major IC line or power line, you are talking about an energy emphasized at the bottom of the chart, which opposes the midheaven. It, it does matter how wide, how a big, uh, wide the orb you use is. I tend to use up to five degrees, but of course within like two, two and a half degrees is going to be really, really strong. And for me, this is just over a degree uh, with Neptune conjunct I see. And that means Neptune opposes midheaven. So if I'm coming here to do Neptune work, it's going to oppose the midheaven. And I want to talk about this effect because for a few days I was really frustrated by this effect. And then uh, last night or this morning, I guess this morning I started to make, make peace with it to understand it from a different vantage point because you're talking to somebody with a loud Saturn, a, a loud Mars-Uranus energy, a loud Pluto-Venus, kind of a loud Scorpio sun, and I, I am ambitious. I do have goals and plans, and I, Mars in the first, I, pres I seem to be somebody, you know, I am somebody who seems to presume that action is necessary. So I have a strong Neptune as well, and I do relax, but I have goals and plans, and I, and I try to get things done. So what happened is I came to this expo, and talked to, there are thousands of people milling around over the three days. It's my first expo, I had a booth, got a banner with my logo and my name and what I do on it and uh, just pr prepared all these things to do. I brought books, I brought charged crystals and I did readings in the booth and had sign-up sheets for this and that. Anyway, you know, selling for three days, talking about what I do, which is not something I enjoy doing. The effect was, People got really interested, but then kind of couldn't connect with me. And I kind of couldn't connect with most of them. And even to the point where scheduled events in the program and on the website of the expo that, again, thousands of people had access to, um, after talks and workshops I gave, people came up to me and said, how did I miss that? <laughs> and uh, I said, I don't know. It was published and scheduled for weeks. and. Uh, Oh, another pedestrian zone, squeakies. Um, yeah, and some people saying, oh, I needed to hear that. How, how could I miss that? I, and that kind of thing. And me just having to surrender to the fact that they couldn't find it. It was like this Neptunian elusiveness incarnate. 
So, you know, actually I did a, what was intended to be a heart opening, grounding, energy clearing workshop that ended up being hardcore energy work because only three people showed up and their guides came through and I could see what each might benefit from. So I offered to do this thing instead. And uh, so I did that instead. But afterwards, several people came up and said, I needed that. I, I wish I would have known about that. And I had to just gracefully accept that, you know, this, this Neptune effect, so to speak. I also got a lot of reflection from people that I should be received better. I should be out there more. I should be more well-known. And, you know, I look at the, the podcast subscriber numbers here for the thing you're listening to right now, and they're actually really great. I've been on the air just over two years, two years and a month of, right about. And uh, the numbers are, oh, sorry. I was wobbling and I didn't look. Whoops. Um, anyway, so it's been really great that way. So I get a lot of encouragement that way. And people really do get a lot out of the readings that I do and the energy work I offer. Um, but still, I always feel like I'm a secret, like I'm, I'm being kept a secret. This Neptune effect, Neptune opposing midheaven, I really got a lot of reflection from a, from a, a number of people that, uh, that what I'm doing is very useful and helpful. And when people had 15-minute readings, which were mostly 20-minute readings, it's just because I can't stop talking. The feedback was incredible, and I actually did a couple, I did two energy work sessions for 15 minutes as well, and there were some pretty profound effects in that too. Each is actually for a man, which is rare. Usually I'm, I'm doing most of this work for women. Yeah, so the Neptune effect, Neptune opposing midheaven. And if you, if you read some texts that, that are about this, it'll say, don't try to work. You'll want to be in a cocoon. You know, and, uh, and I really saw that as much as I've tried to do some things in San Francisco and in Portland and uh, here in Vancouver, it's been actually really frustrating. Um, so people are happy to give me in, you know, feedback on my image or my, my clothing and how I look and how the booth is set up or how I present myself. And, but these things are not what's at issue. The issue is I because of my chart, because of when I was born, the Neptune IC line is trying to get me to go inward. So the more I try to go outward, the more I'm pulled inward. One example is that I had today, actually, I was going to ride this loop in the morning. And then uh, I had five clients lined up plus the radio show. And I was really excited about that because I wanted to fill my schedule when I was here. And it was really wonderful that people at the expo were that interested in what I'm doing and wanted to to come have a reading and, and do energy work. And three of them canceled and two of them rescheduled for tomorrow. But the energy is that I'm supposed to be quiet. And the same thing with people I met at the expo that I might love to connect with socially. The energy is, no, be quiet, be calm, be still, that kind of thing, which is really hard for Mars in the first... <laughs> And, uh, you know, Mars, Uranus in the first house with a ton of energy and uh, all the stuff in Libra, wanting to connect with people and share with people. So that's the kind of space I'm in. So I figured going around the seawall path where I'm, you know, 15 feet from the, uh, from the water, 
with all the seabirds and the and the smells and the dolphins in my shoes. <laughs> These are all uh, Nep Neptunian, you know, Neptunian influences. And the other Neptune opposing Midheaven thing was that I had uh, I had reached out to some people before I came here to uh, to get some channeling events going in other people's homes, people who could connect me with community because I don't I didn't know anyone up here, and uh, as I said, my favorite way to do channeling events is with everybody sitting comfortably in a living room uh, in somebody's home, and to do it that way, I just I just love that, and. When I was in Portland, I, I had this. I had this sense that I was doing. A, I was booking rooms through uh, Airbnb. I wasn't staying in hotels. So you rent a room in somebody's home, essentially, and they're vetted and their pictures and rates published. And and uh, I felt really drawn to this one place that had availability for only one of the two weeks I was to be there. Felt really drawn to it, so I did that. And. Uh, stayed somewhere else the first uh, week or so. When I got there, within a few minutes, I met a couple visiting from Bali, but the guy had, was from Vancouver. And I said, oh, I'm going there, uh, you know, in about six weeks to, uh, for this expo, and I'm looking for local contacts. And he said, hey, I will hook you up. So he put me in touch with three people that he knows here who regularly participate in and organize the kinds of events that I do. And there's a spiritual, spiritually minded community. So I got really excited and I felt that this was a guided, you know, this was uh, my, my fingerprints of my guides, so to speak, uh, were all over the situation. So I was really grateful, I was really happy. And I reached out to those three people and told them when I was gonna be here and what I was looking for. And uh, I couldn't connect. <laughs> this, uh, this guy from Bali introduced us over Facebook, and I wrote each of them and told them what was going on, and one of them said something like, hey, looking forward to hanging out with you, and the other, another one said, when are you going to be here? And the other one said something like, oh, we have this fantastic community, we do weekly events, you know, would love to welcome you, whatever, but I couldn't get a response beyond that. So I let it go. I did send each the flyer for the two small group events that I scheduled uh, in my apartment, the, the apartment I'm renting for a week up here, but I didn't hear anything back from them. So I let it go and, and thought kind of, um, well, that, that felt so, uh, that felt so guided. That felt so, you know, everything, you know, in its perfect divine order. Felt like, like the guides were connecting us. It was really great, but I couldn't get through. So I actually wrote the, the guy that I'd met in Portland who used to live here and said, yeah, I'm having a hard time connecting with them. And so he said, um, well, when are you doing it? And I sent him the flyer, and I think he tried further to hook me up with other people or tried to send it around or something. So I scheduled them in my apartment, but that was limited to nine people. I wanted more, so I just kept it open. You know, if somebody else can help me out, then that'd be, be great, I'm open to that. But it was a little frustrating, just like, to be coming up on the edge of it and then kind of having it fall through, you know, not connect, to not be able to connect. Kind of Neptunian fog kind of idea. Now I'm actually at the seawall. Wow, this is pretty cool. It's a, it's a rock face. Uh, 
with a path going around it. And then across the water, there's North Vancouver and mountains up there. At the expo, <laughs> I told people about the event. I told hundreds of people about this event and showed them this flyer and talked about it and all this stuff. And um, I couldn't get anybody interested in it. Uh, and then one of the one of the guys I did the energy work for, who had a really transformative experience in 15 minutes. Um, said, yes, I definitely want to go to the second one. You know, there, there's one Monday, one Tuesday. And uh, there were different themes. The Monday one was to be on individual evolution and Ascended Master Jehudi would talk about this theme and then we take questions from each participant. So it's like getting to talk to the Ascended Master, which outside of readings is really rare. I used to do that kind of event, but I haven't done it in a while. So it's kind of a really special thing. So I had, by the time the expo was over, I had one person signed up for one night. I had talked to hundreds of people, <laughs> hundreds of people. So uh, that was really kind of perplexing. And when I was tearing down the table, another woman came over and expressed interest in, in Tuesday. So I thought, well, maybe I'll have to cancel Monday and then we'll do Tuesday. And then I had another person email who was interested. Anyway, I had four people on this list eventually to do Tuesday. Tuesday morning, an Akashic Records reader named uh, Teza, who was presenting at the expo, had a booth and did some workshops and talks, uh, wrote me through Facebook and said, uh, oh, hey, I, I wish I could, I, I'd love to host you for an event. I guess it's too late because I have a small community that I'd love to introduce you to. It's really great, great energy and you, do, you have great energy too. And I said, it's not too late. So we changed the venue. I told the four people and uh, three of them canceled for different reasons. And then <laughs> one of them said she would go. So, so Teza brought five people to the group. And so altogether there are, I guess, eight of us or something. Um, but if I'd had it in my apartment, one person at most would have, sh would have sho shown up, would have showed up, shown, would have been there. So it's kind of like this weird Neptunian fog where everyone's getting sick, everyone's, somebody had la you know, last minute family visits, all these things with cancellations and not being able to connect. I just realized today that you have to go, well, I remembered that when it comes to uh, Neptune, you have to go with the flow. You have to allow things to be what they are. And your ambitious self, your midheaven self, is uh, supposed to be quieter when you are when you are in a, a line, a power line. Oh, no, there's squeakies. Uh, oh, whoops, almost fell. Uh, when you're in a, an emphasized IC line, you know, where an IC line is loud, opposing the midheaven. So that led, now that's kind of the Vancouver recap, except for how gorgeous this area is. But um, what I realized is, uh, late in the morning, that this IC line effect 
was drawn in 2003 to leave uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, where I lived, to move out to Los Angeles. And Boston and Cambridge are Uranus ascendant line for me. So Uranus energy came out. So that first house Uranus got woken up. Essentially, I moved eight degrees on the Earth from where I was born. So my natal Uranus is at 20, my ascendant is 12, Libra, and I moved eight degrees. So my ascendant became 20, which puts Uranus right on the ascendant in Boston. I had this experience where I was very outgoing and uh, creativity and uh, Uranian things, uh, some innovation and inventiveness and also some uh, prankstery acting out happened in Boston and Cambridge. And when I moved to LA, that was the first time I lived on an IC line. It was Moon Mercury IC. IC being the uh, Imam Sally, the, the nadir, the bottom of the chart. And so that inward call was emphasized. That inward call was loud. I changed careers, right, and started doing this work that I do now. And it was really, really hard to get it off the ground. I was constantly frustrated. So you had this Mars Uranus in the first attempting to get all this stuff done that just wasn't happening. And of course, living there is when I started getting into, kind of immersed in astrology and certainly getting into this uh, locational work, astrocartography stuff. Learned about that, but thought, well, you know, but if you're doing inner work, if you're answering the inner call, then it should be okay to do outer stuff too. But the response that I get on IC lines is really lackluster. So it kind of takes people from all over the world to find me through this podcast and radio show and through my blog and articles and even books they, they find on Amazon and Kindle. Or doing, you know, keyword searches for Chiron, Lilith, Lucifer, Pluto, whatever. The, the different things that I, that I specialize in. Evolutionary astrology in general. Past life stuff, all that, all that business. But living on IC lines, people can't really find me. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm, I'm feeling restricted, so to speak, because of this, this inner call kind of ends up taking over. So what I realized that today is that that's been a defining feature in many ways since I left Massachusetts in 2003. Thank you. And I just said this morning to my girlfriend, who we're having a Skype call, and I said, I, I just, I need to move to a midheaven line. <laughs> so the, the, the truth is that, um, you, there's a purpose for wherever you are guided to live. There's, there's always a purpose. And you can't expect place alone. This is kind of the fundamental core of how I do locational astrology. You can't expect a place to change your life, but, but it does. But you have to do things too. So when you're living, when you're drawn to live on an IC line, do the inner call, you know? And then when you need to balance it, go to a midheaven line. And uh, so my idea is in the short term, to spend some time on a midheaven line that that is uh, not Tucson, which is a Saturn midheaven line for me. 
So what's, what's happened over the last 11 years is that all this inner work that has resulted in a, a, a rather large body of work of uh, produced things, you know, producing things. And I still feel invisible, though I'm working my expletive off in Tucson, Saturn Midheaven line, producing things, Gemini Midheaven. And uh, my Vesta is with Saturn, so it's on the Midheaven as well uh, in that in that uh, on that line. So I'm having this experience of working really hard, being really ambitious, producing more than you guys can keep up with, is what I hear from people. People who want to read all my books, they haven't been able to keep up. I put out, you know, 14 in three and a half years, and then uh, a couple, you know, another one since then. So it's time to get this stuff out there, and it's not enough to just do a radio show or just to do a blog. I have to be traveling to and spending some quality time in some places where different energies other than Saturn are on the midheaven or even ascended, but something where I can be seen. And it's not just unending work to produce things that end up not really reaching people in ways that, uh, that, really, that really can uh, make a big difference. I love this audio letter format. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very casual. It gives me a chance to uh, just kind of relax and listen to the dolphins. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did the whole, I did the whole loop. Oh, that's great. Now, how do I get back? I'm going to end this episode with some other audio, audio bits and pieces collected in Vancouver. A little bit of the chilling event with Jehudi. A little bit of the uh, soul and astrology talk that I gave on uh, Saturday at the Body, Soul, Spirit Expo. And uh, some little bits, uh, random pieces, uh, other things after that. Thanks for joining me. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. Available for readings, offering charged crystals, teaching you meditation stuff, helping you advance along your life path while bringing dolphins in my shoes. Thank you. Keep in touch. Talk to you next week. So today we're here to speak about family and relationship issues. Essentially, other people in your world who are important in a personal way. It could be that the questions you ask are all about family, and that's fine. Uh, but it's also uh, possible to ask questions about personal, interpersonal relationships, love relationships and friendships that are bringing you important lessons to learn. When your soul, which is a portion of all that is, when all the souls are together, they cannot know themselves. 
divine source has no perspective, cannot understand itself. It does not have a free will in resistance to anything else. And so it portions itself off into discrete souls, which are you and everyone you know, and also your, your cats and your other animals. So the existence of other people in your world is one of the, perhaps the primary way that you learn about what you're here to learn as a soul, as a person. You are here to learn about free will. You are, learn, you are here to learn how to make choices based in fear, doubt, suspicion, whatever, anything that could be aligned with a fear motivation, and moving into making choices based in a loving motivation, with a faith-based motivation, a surrender-based motivation, allowing versus controlling, for example, allowing things to be what they are, allowing yourself to see a truth versus trying to figure out what the truth is. So regarding important relationships with others, they are here to teach you and you are here to teach them. It is always a two-way street. It is never one-sided. Sometimes from your human perspective, it can appear as though one person has learned something and the other has not. Now, this is very common. And yet what is actually happening is the souls outside space-time, outside your bodies, they are watching everything you choose and the other person's soul is watching what he or she chooses. And the souls, which is to say divine consciousness, are learning at every step. What does it take to be a human? What does it cost to trust? What does it mean when I don't feel safe? What if I feel loving but don't feel loved in return? All these different scenarios and situations. What if I can't get a moment alone versus what if I'm isolated? all these different scenarios and variables, the soul learns through every single one. So you are here to learn how to develop free will, how to learn to make choices based in fear and then transition or transform into choices based in love. And everybody else is as well. So you can consider everyone in your family, all of your important friends and loved ones as within this category. In general, we recommend that you choose to be grateful for all that others do with and for you. Even when it is painful or challenging or it is not yet understood by your personality or linear logical mind. To have gratitude for these people is to have gratitude for the souls, which is to be grateful for the opportunity to learn your mission while you're here. You cannot do your mission alone, in other words. You cannot learn what your soul has you here to do without these important people. So always endeavor, sometimes strive, sometimes relax into having a gratitude for what you are experiencing. Nobody can have an important effect on your life without the souls loving each other. This is a key point for this entire conversation this evening. Nothing important can happen to you, in other words, without an agreement or a contract between souls.
in time, we recommend that each of you go down this path to the point where you identify the most painful things that have occurred to you involving other people, and you forgive everyone involved, you have gratitude for the souls, and you set intentions to learn to read between the lines of what that opportunity was. Because when you are hurt, it is easy to go into a defensive mode or a sad mode, a hurt, pained mode. But now you can rewrite your history, you can rewrite the narrative attached to why those things have happened. Why were you hurt? A soul is giving you the opportunity. A cog or a drone. But also what hurts and what the person might be really afraid to do because Pluto represents the multi-life journey of empowerment. So it's not just you, it's all of your soul's various lives spread out across your timeline. So when I look at your Pluto, you, ha you have to do it and you'll know it. I'll explain it to you. You can come to the booth. I'm doing readings. I'll explain it to you and you'll say, well, yeah, but then you'll have fears surrounding it. It's like, the, it's like crust from experience, like scar tissue almost or scabs or something surrounding this, this thing that you have to do. So if you don't do it, life isn't meaningful. So really a lot of things about our lives and this idea of strength and confidence come down to are we willing to face fears that we have? Like the worst fears, not like, oh gosh, you know, um, that thing, no, but like the thing that you almost might not be able to talk about, or if you do, you tear up, or you choke up, or you start to get sick to your stomach, or, you know, that kind of like the, the thing that we're, that a person may be most afraid of. So that's where I start with, that's where I start with this analysis. What, over many lives, is your soul trying to get you to overcome fear about? So I use this to help people transform out of feeling, frankly, meek and afraid and wondering what will happen, to becoming agents of change in their communities and their families and in, in their worlds. So this is, this is kind of where I start with, with this. This tells me what the soul intends that you figure out how to do in a confident way, which will require overcoming fear. And a lot of times, you know, the thing that a person is most afraid of or the thing that might hurt the most, what it comes down to is often a fear of death because in, in different lives, this kind of symbolism in the chart, you might, you know, Virgo in the 11th house or Pisces in the 12th house, whatever, it, that might have led to death. So that's what's underneath a lot of the stuff that we carry about plutonium fears is a fear that if I do this thing or if I have to experience this, it will feel like death is somehow how it comes through. So, so, as I learned from Jehudi, like some evolutionary astrologers, like my teacher Stephen has said, that Pluto represents the deepest pain and wounding of the soul. And another astrologer named Jeff Green has said that, um, and they're kind of the two that have developed this, this karmic approach, but they had their different styles and different streams of thought. And he says it's the deepest intentions and desires of the soul. So I asked Jehudi about this, and when he answered the question is when all of this made sense to me. And, um, what became a book to explain all this came into shape in my head, uh, which I'll, I'll, sh I'll explain in a minute. Um, he said they're each seeing something crucial about the story, but, but the desires and the wounding are each byproducts of this empowerment journey. So if you can understand the basic idea that each person needs to do something that, in other lives, which we call past lives usually, 
hurts terribly, or the person feels overpowered, the person felt powerless, this is the other side of that empowerment journey. You look at that, then you can see how this um, journey across time is actually stored in the emotional body of each person. And so your fear now is echoed or is connected to the fear from the other life. Meaning there are things that you may be deeply afraid of that have nothing to do with your life now and your biography. So that's where Pluto, Plutonian fears come in. And so Jehudi helped me see that and really explain and look at that. And it, what it does is it helps me show people, and I've done this with myself too uh, many, many times, but it helps me get people to acknowledge the fear that comes up, the feeling, which we're normally taken over by, and then consciously work with it in a grounded way, which we don't usually do, because the fear, these particular fears, Plutonian fears, are, tend to be overwhelming. So anyway, so that's where I start in the chart. So I'm a very Plutonian person. There we go. Thank there you, you go. so much. I'll come Great. and talk later. Okay, good, okay. good. Hi, I'm Bernie. Hi, Bernie? Yeah. Hi, I'm Tom. I think I'm going to be interested in coming over and doing Perfect. the reading. Great, cool. Yeah. And if you're interested Thanks. in that, yeah. Okay, I would like to hear this next one, but I would, no, no, just saying that I'm really looking forward to okay. talking with you because you. you're the main reason I came. You know how I, you know you're gonna fall, and then the whatever it is fades. All I know that I wake up unhurt on the ground, next to the sharp objects, and next with the, no cuts, no bruises, and falling 15 feet or higher. Were you a child? No, as a grown-up too. It's in not a, a memory; it's real. In a real, honest, broad life. Oh, it's a past life. I'm sorry, I'm trying to understand if this is your life now. Life now, life. Yes, you have fallen out of a tree. I have fallen in many accidents that nothing happened, that someone should have bled. Got it. Broken legs, broken, broken arms. Yeah. And not even knowing, I don't remember how I fell. All yes. I know, I'm there and I'm down there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you... Like, like some... Go ahead. Like something takes over, you know what I mean? So... My, my first sense is um, part of you temporarily steps away. Part of you temporarily steps away. I'm getting confirmation on this. Uh, so, and I have a goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so your guides are here wrapping around us, telling me things and giving me confirmation. So um, for different... It could be for different reasons. If they tell me, walk with me, because I want to go back to the booth. But if they tell me why, I will tell you. But let me just kind of feel into it for a second. So part of you travels at inopportune times. <laughs> Sometimes people have this during dreams, right? Part of us travels. Oh, I know. Right, okay. But this is sometimes happening. I had this 10 years ago when I started this work. When I started feeling intuitive, I would be in my car 
and I would wake up and not know why I was driving on the highway in Los Angeles. Like, what? So, um, so part of you is leaving. So what I, how many times has that happened? Not lots, like uh, three? Three, uh, three, uh, two or three times. Two or three times. Yes. So what I would do is I would make sure that you are very clear that all parts of you are with you and that when you dream, they can travel. I'd be really clear about that and have that solid intention because a part of you, and that's what I'm not clear is either looking for something or doesn't want to be, it's like looking for some, it's like, but it's playful. It's not, you know, sometimes parts of us leave when we have pain. It's not that, it's like playful. It's like a part of you just like going to travel. And um, so I would just be really intentional that parts of you stay here, all parts of you are here, unless you're choosing to travel. So that's the first thing. Does that make sense? Like your intention, all parts of me stay here. Number one. Number two, call back any parts of you that may be traveling still. Boy does that. <laughs> Calling them back. Okay. And and number three, what this means is that you have an interesting ability. Wanna, that's what it means. Wanna know about traveling? Yeah. Every person of my family or friends that die. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the day that they die or a week after. It seems some of them were nine months later, some of them three months okay. later, six months later. In my dream, mm -hmm. I see them leaving. My dad. I'll give you an example. Yep. My dad passed away, and I'm gonna say six months later. This is really weird. Okay. Um, my dad is on a hill that's a little bit high, like a, like not far, but it's a little hill, and he is standing on that little hill. I see him, but there is somebody with him who I cannot see, but I know it's his assistant or someone, a guy. Okay, okay. All right. He is about 20 years old. Sorry to interrupt. We just left you a note because we wanted oh. to um, sign, but we didn't okay. see your sign. So, so oh, I don't have one because I'm unprofessional. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's on yes. a note, the time we want to Great. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. 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 You're fantastic. We love you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so he's on the hill with the guide or, yeah, the helper. And he is dressed up in this uniform. Okay. He's about 18 years old. He's mm -hmm. a baby. He's okay. He's a young fellow in a uniform, some kind of uniform. And he's got a backpack or mm -hmm. a backpack on his back. And um, since I, in my mind, so I thought when I kind of saw him, that he is some kind of a shepherd or something like on the hill. You know what I mean? And yeah. the clothing he had on. Yeah. Okay, so after all, I will give you a regular uh, closing. This is uh, Tom Jacobs. The show is The Soul's Journey. And um, you can check out everything I'm up to at tdjacobs.com, including 15 books, two original natal reports, energy work sessions, channeled astrology sessions and uh, charged 
crystals, all at tdjacobs.com. If you get something useful out of the show, if you like it, I hear from many people who love the show, uh, send me some uh, donation to support the show. It takes a lot of uh, energy, effort, and uh, monetary resources to put this on. And to do a free lecture every week, I love doing it, but I'm also asking you for your support in return. You can do that through tdjacobs.com forward slash soul, S-O-U-L, dot html you can subscribe to the podcast in itunes and this is also available through player fm and stitcher thanks a lot for your time and energy and as again i will talk to you next week you've been listening to the soul's journey with tom jacobs a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom for more information tune in every thursday at 6 p.m pacific Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.